Hello, and welcome to FamilyCast 99, your FamilyCast for the early part of March 2017. I'm Danny Bivens, and I'm joined today by James Charlton. Yeah, deal with it. Gonna have to either way, right? That's right. Um, and also Cyrus Delaney. And 99 is a delicious ice cream cone with a bar of chocolate stuffed into it in Ireland. Uh, okay. I thought you were going to sing 99 balls of beer on the wall. <laughs> 99 <laughs> balls of beer. Please, James, this is an adult podcast. We talk about ice cream, not beer. Yes. <laughs> Good point. Uh, Ty has was unable to make it here today. Actually, he's loser. on his way. Yeah, he's a loser. No, he's uh, <laughs> on his way back to America right now for uh, a bit of a... Kicked out of Japan. Yeah. Video games. Finally. Finally, yeah. they got ra- the feds got onto him. So, uh, rip in peace, Ty. Um, yeah. May or may not be from an anonymous caller, yeah. right? Called called Kames Jalton. He is currently, <laughs> oh, he's probably in the air at the moment, but he's entering some Killer Instinct tournaments. So, yes, he's be. also he's also in handcuffs right now too. Yeah, well, you know, handcuffs <laughs> well, that's, got that, that good. Well, that's what I got it, got him to believe anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, um. I guess to kick off the show, this is going to be mainly like a Switch-focused show. Um, what? Um, yeah, that, <laughs> that thing. You might have heard of it. It's a new Nintendo system. Um, what? Yeah, they made so, a new one. Yeah, it's weird, right? So we're going to talk mainly about that. I, I'm the only one on the show that's ha- that has it right now, so obviously a lot of the information is going to be coming from me. But, you know, these jokers... <laughs> a lot slash all... <laughs> yes. Um, if these jokers have questions or something like that too, they're gonna, uh, you know, try to pick my brain. And... <laughs> We've got questions. Though. I don't think you have. Qu- okay, yeah, you do. We've got questions. So questions you might not be comfortable answering. Well, I'm gonna have to be. <laughs> Question mark. So let's just go ahead and kick it off. So, so I mean, I have the switch, and I guess just kind of talk about how it feels physically. And we, you know, we kind of got the monkey around with it a bit at the uh, the show at Tokyo Big Site back in January, but... Well, kind of. Well, yeah. Personally, I, I only got to touch the Joy-Cons. I didn't get to touch the actual system itself. Right. And, like, I think even when we tried to, James, like, they were like, no, don't do that. You know, we're trying to, like, turn it off. That's <laughs> how <Still>, you are. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm done. I'm going to turn this off now. No one else can play. <laughs> but I don't know. The buttons, it was weird. It's, it just didn't work. Um, but well, the, 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 weird, the weird thing was I was just um, touching the uh, the unlock button at the back he didn't um, like that yeah <laughs> how, how does it feel to lock and or dock lock and un- so I guess, yes i mean obviously not having these things tethered to like a table where you can't take them away it's it really <laughs> makes the world a difference and um yeah actually i'm pretty sure you guys have heard this before but yeah actually removing those joy cons from the sides and like snapping them back in it's a pretty good feeling it's like it just feels pretty nice uh, very satisfying. What um, what do you utter when you do that? Do you have like some kind of mantra that you go like, like better up or <laughs> mainly just oh? <laughs> that's just me. Uh, sexual. One of those guys. Violent. <laughs> I call it celebration. Um, <clears throat> but no. I it, wonder what the anime voice line would be like. In yokai watch that got that yokai whatever he says when he like summons a yokai with the watch or whatever. And then I wonder what, what it would be like the anime equivalent of a switch for like undock and like tick. It's docking time. <laughs> <laughs> Don't Google safe whatever. Anyways. <laughs> um, so let's, yeah, get, actually, let's get joyful. How's that? There it is. <laughs> Confirmed. 
Um, <laughs> Episode title. There we go. <laughs> but putting it into the dock, it's it actually that it, it slides in pretty easily. It feels pretty good to do that as well. And then pretty much, I wouldn't say immediately. It depends on your TV and like that type of stuff. I have a little bit of lag, I guess, when it comes to like switching over uh, HDMI things and stuff like that. So it might take oh, a little bit longer than most. If you've got a HDMI splitter thing. I don't even have that. It's just always, when every time I'm switching, it's probably just a problem with, when you say a problem, it's just a thing with my TV. But HDMI it, handshake, it's called. Is it really? That's the technical thing. Yeah, yeah. HDMI have a, because, you know, back in the day when it was just like, you know, coaxial, you know, you shoved it in and it came on immediately. Right. But HDMI cables have to do some kind of, you know, handshake. Yeah, they actually handshake. have like circuitry on both ends. They talk to the machine. Okay. That's right. So yeah, there could be some delay for that. I mean, I do have a HDMI splitter, so it'd be interesting to know how that would affect it. But we'll find out whenever I get one. So yeah, I mean, overall, the system feels really good. It's it's a hell of a lot smaller than what you would think. It's it's yeah, it's pretty pretty goddamn tiny and hard to even imagine that they can fit all of that tech into like basically this tiny tablet. Well, yeah, then I've, I've I've seen like I've gone into a few big cameras and whatever and seen them on display here. That console, like every time I see it, it's smaller than I think it is. Yeah. Well, Danny, you've got several Apple devices and other stuff. Like, what would you compare it to, weight wise, size wise? It's kind of like a chunky iPad mini, maybe. I don't own an iPad mini, but that's what I'd say, like, size-wise. What about weight-wise? It's pretty... It's light, but it still doesn't feel, like, cheap. Is it Um, like like the GamePad, the Wii U GamePad, is it? No, that... (laughs) No. It just feels, like, really dense, especially compared to the GamePad, which is just, you know, plastic with, like... If you, like, for me, I put the bigger, like, the... uh, the longer battery thing in there, and it kind of added some heft to it. And it seems like it's maybe <laughs> lighter than that, but you know, I okay. so uh, lighter than the gamepad with the big battery. Yes. Okay. Um, but it, like I said, it just feels really dense, like compared to it, just because like all that stuff that's packed into like this small area too. Which which is amazing when you think what is in there. That's yeah. kind of incredible. Right. But. Yeah, I guess when it comes to just like the OS and stuff like right right now, since it's still pretty early, there's really not much to it. I mean, you... <laughs> it looks pretty bare bones. It is very bare bones. And this is, I mean, it's a March launch. So, I mean, probably by the time Christmas rolls around, it's going to be more full-fledged. Hell, probably even by the time Mario Kart 8 Deluxe comes out, I bet you they'll have maybe some more functionality and stuff going. Especially with that game being, you know, uh, having like online play and stuff. I'd imagine maybe Nintendo will have some kind of a direct or something like that kind of out. Just like talking about like what type of online features the system's going to have. Maybe add, you know, actually release the application so that you can talk to your friends <laughs> and stuff. Um, yeah, I, I just saw an article going up today. Um, uh, how there was, they were saying how like the friends list was kind of like pointless at this point. Yes. <laughs> they were just, it's basically just an array of you know people's icons yeah and if you've got like say two friends called john and you have no idea which is which it's like john with a mario icon and john with a you know uh a princess peach icon right which is which you have no idea there's no you can't like sort it by user id um there's no way you can't even 
you know, talk to them or send messages. So it's very similar to the Wii U where you couldn't really do anything. Yeah. I mean, you could send a Miiverse message, but, you know, that's like a three and a half minute wait. You could also try to call them via video call. <laughs> that's a ten and a half minute wait. <laughs> yeah, I, I really do, like, the, like I know, it's it's no shock, and I think I was reading that exact same article where they, they, they mentioned, like, we all knew it was going to be bare bones when it came out, like, a lot of the online functionality was not going to be there, but it is still really bad seeing how little of it actually works properly. Hmm. Like that stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, there aren't any f major first-party online games, are there? Right. Many. Well, there aren't any, are there? Is it only Bomberman? Um, is there anything else that's online? Is Fast RMX out yet, or is Fast that RMX, later? Yeah. It's out. And it's that out. also doesn't have friend... Uh, Matching, which they're gonna, they are, they are gonna add it. They said already. Hmm. Um, Bomberman, yeah. you can, you can't do co-op with friends, can you? You can just play against friends, random or sure. random people. I, I'm not sure. Um, do you do you have that game? No, I was okay. I, I guess I'll just throw out kind of what I got to. Okay. <laughs> so ori originally, I had the system reserved, and I had Puyo Puyo, Tet Puyo, Puyo Tetris and uh, Bomberman. Which reserved. system did you get? Colored ones or just black ones? I got the gray. And the gray okay. initially I was just going to do a digital version of Zelda from the American store with the fear of, okay, you know, I'm not going to be able to access, you know what I mean? I was kind of like, at the, at the time I wasn't sure about what the region free actually meant. Right. And it, you know, so what I eventually ended up doing after I found out more about the region free stuff, I went ahead and I got Zelda like a you know physical version, I got Puyo Puyo Tetris, and I also got One Two Switch. Uh, oh, you mean you got fucked? You <laughs> let let me let me defend myself here for a few seconds. Why? So let me let me defend myself here for a few seconds, if I may. Um, so I was kind of on the fence about this, mainly because my wife had been seeing TV commercials about it, and she thought, "Oh, it looks kind of fun." I was like, "Yeah." Maybe, <laughs> yeah. and not not fifty dollars fun, but yeah, go on. And and I'll tell you too. Like I was kind of surprised at some of the low prices for games here at the shops. Like roughly, like for most of the third party stuff and one two switch, uh, I think the games were something like forty four hundred yen, so okay. less than fifty bucks. Um, <laughs> so not after conversion, but yeah, go ahead. Uh, just for for those not in Japan. It is very rare to find games at that kind of price point in Japan. They're usually like $70 equivalent. Right. It, it depends on the system, too. This is kind of weird. Like, 3DS usually had, like, a ceiling of a certain price for, like, Nintendo-published stuff, and then, like, Square Enix would be a different tier. It's it's very weird how they it's figure this out. It's third-party RPGs. They're the most expensive, aren't they? Yeah. That and, like, Gran Turismo is expensive, right. too. I mean, um, Final Fantasy fifteen—that's like eight thousand eight hundred, isn't it? No, I thought it was almost like oh yeah, something like that. God, and then lines. like this, along the along the lines of eighty to ninety dollars, anyway. Yeah, so this shit's pretty damn expensive, and um, I saw that it was that one two switch was cheap. And then my wife said, "I kind of want to play that," and she's like, "I'll throw down half the money for it." And I was like, "Well, okay, fine." So, oh, okay, you're throwing her under the bus, are you? Then? <laughs> Brilliant. But, you know, and uh, in all honesty, the funny thing, and you could really laugh at me about this, uh, oh, I still haven't even played it yet. <laughs> <laughs> he bivens it. Oh, no, you haven't even opened it. <laughs> no, it's open. I put That's it in the console. It. I put it in the console because 
what happens when you put a switch like cartridge in, in your system it shows up on your little home screen and it'll just say like you know hey you have this game it'll like make a like a little picture of the game like art and then it'll show like a picture of like a cartridge mm-hmm. and if it's in there it'll show like a full like a uh, like a colored in little picture of a cartridge if it's not it's just like a like a dotted outline basically oh so it saves the icons i really like that that's, that's cool. a cool idea yeah, so yeah it's, it's if you, a happy if you like game library on the screen. That's cool. Yeah, I think so if you if you borrowed a game from someone, that would show up there forever, even though you don't own it. I assume I mean, you can oh, delete them pretty easy. Right. Though. Oh, okay. So this is the thing I had in the options where there's like there's delete game and then there's like what is it? What was the word that they used? It was like um, archive, archive, um, or something like so. Archive, archiving a game, like you said, it's like it keeps the save data. Mm-hmm. It keeps the icon on the home screen, but it deletes the actual game data. Hmm. So if you've got, like, you know, say a, t- a 36 gigabyte game like Dragon Quest, um, you can just you can delete the 36 gigabytes and then just have the icon and the and the save data save. And that's hmm. I think yeah I think it's called archiving it or something I along those lines. Believe so. I mean, I don't have any need for it right now, but I do remember seeing that in the uh, in the in the uh, options and whatnot too. Um, that's, pretty, that's pretty cool yeah because you know sometimes i do forget which disc games i you know i've have got or haven't played yet right so it would be nice to have them all, all on there right you know i could be wrong but i think that playstation kind of does that as well yeah actually i'm pretty sure it does because i own the physical version of star wars battlefront and even if i don't have the disc in it'll still show it on my little list of games and then, well, it's different with the the Xbox and the PS4 because you have to install like you know fifty yeah. gigabytes worth of game. Good point. Good so point. if if you didn't have an icon, <laughs> you've got fifty gigabytes of your hard drive missing. <laughs> if you don't have anything on your hard drive, you'd be like, "What? What is taking up fifty gigs?" You know, like yeah, yeah, you kind of need that, right? But anyway, that's cool to know about that. Yeah, and you know, I also. I think maybe on launch day or a day after that, um, the, the launch lineup here was a little bit different. There was a lot of these, oh my God, what is it, Neo Geo games that were coming out that came out here out on, at launch. As oh, well. and the rhythm game that Cyrus loves. That that too. Um, What's it called? Boys. Boys. Boys or whatever it is. Yeah, but these, these other games, they came out as well. And also Blaster Master Zero came mm-hmm. out here on launch day. So I remember, you know, seeing that Mindy's trailer, America and probably Europe only, right? Except sure as shit wasn't in Japan. Hmm. Was that sorry? I, I, I missed that. Sorry. Uh, Blaster Master Zero. Hmm. I've been hearing good things about that. I haven't actually watched any videos of it, but a lot of websites seem to be talking about it. Yeah, it's, it's, I guess maybe we'll, I'll just go ahead and start talking about some of the games that I like that. And I'll start with Blaster Master. Um, I've only played through like the first stage, but it's, it's pretty cool. I never played any games in this series ever. And it's allegedly pretty faithful. <laughs> well, isn't there only one game, but they just remade or repurposed each time? Something like that. I mean, I'm not really even that familiar with the series other than that there's like different iterations on all sorts of different systems and stuff. But um, it's very old school looking. I mean, there's... Yeah, it looks cool. And I really like the, you know, the cutscenes. It's like NES style cutscenes where it's like, you know, the sprites, like the kind of detailed sprites, kind of like Ninja Gaiden, and nice, you know, kind of telling a story about his frog Fred <laughs> running so, away. Did you download this on the Japanese one, right? Yeah, that was a Japanese one, and 
Another really cool feature about the Switch that I like what they show on the eShop is there if you go into any game, it'll tell you what language are what, what languages are supported. Yeah. Yes, this is very cool. This is why this you got to drop the bomb here. This is like the freaking for, for this for this podcast especially. This is like numero one, you know, feature of the Switch is like I mean, not only is it region free, it's like region free at the AS. It's like yeah, it's it's yes. like Nintendo went from being one of the most impossibly region locked <laughs> consoles on the yeah. market to being the most open, user friendly, just go nuts, download from whatever region you want systems. Yeah, so all those icons get put all together on the home screen, right? Like you could have Japanese games, American games, European games. It doesn't matter; they're all on the same homepage, right? Yeah, and I mean, I honestly haven't bought any games from the North American store. I have, okay. I have my North American account set up and lit, and have like a user that I have logged right. in and stuff like that. And um, I have my Japanese one too. And so, so I, I was going to ask about the 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 profiles. I mean, like before the switch came out, we were we were pondering about what those the icons in the top left were going to do. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, we figured out there were different profiles, but like if if all the games are all there together, you don't need to switch between a Japanese and an I, American profile, right? They're just yeah, all that, there. That doesn't make any difference because, I mean, the system settings are going to be to whatever language they are, regardless of whatever account is hooked up to those profiles. Right. So, I mean, I have it hooked up to my Japanese and North American one, but I have the language setting to English, so it doesn't matter unless you go into the eShop. The eShop's different because that's like if right. you're going in. If oh, I'm so going that's in basically my, to switch eShops, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Or another thing I had to, I haven't had to even worry about this because it's just me playing stuff like Zelda, but it could be another way. So it's like, okay, this person's playing this game. He has access to this, these save files or something like that. Um, again, this is kind of talking out of my ass because I haven't, haven't really done it, but that could be it. Also, I heard um, there's people who bought, um, for example, a Japanese version of Zelda. Mm-hmm. But then they on their Amer- they switched to their American eShop account, American account, and then they've um, registered points coins in the American shop. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So and then you can if if you've got it set there, then you can buy like DLC or whatever. Hmm. So I don't know how all that that works. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, that's weird. Cause like it's it's really strange. If you want to get points for your physical games. I think you have to actually. I did it for one. Yeah, it's game. like a, a sub menu thing. You just like yeah, the options and then it just says redeem code or something like that. Yes, exactly. And you have to and, do that. And if it's a cartridge game that you have like physical, you have to have make sure that that card is in the system. Yeah, and also you can't lend it to your friend and let them do it. Apparently, they're all they've got a unique uh, code on each cartridge. Hmm. <laughs> That's been confirmed as well. Okay. And also, just to confirm, it is, I just checked here, that, yeah, if you connect to any region eShop, then download a game, any profile from any region can play those games once they're on your home screen. Right. Because, I mean, shit, there's really, I don't know, because, I mean, I, I, okay, sure. That's just so easy, like, I'm so impressed. I can't, I can't be happier about this. Well, the, the the only weird thing for me was that like when you when you click on an icon, click on a game, it doesn't start immediately. You have to actually choose a profile right before going in. That was the that was the weird thing because I I assumed it would be, you know, like it is with the Wii U, you choose a profile upon you know opening the system, 
and then from then on you're in that profile right but it's not it's like you're in you're just in the the system itself and then you choose the profile as as you start the game right so which is definitely weird it's different from the other system but i'm not sure if i dislike it it's yeah. kind of cool i'm thinking the same thing because if i want to switch to japanese like a uh, playstation store or something like that or my account you have to log out and you know go back out and you know, all your games and stuff are still listed as the same but it's just weird and kind of i would say time consuming it doesn't take that much time but the way the switch handles it is really nice and it's just really so weird you can just go to the, whatever eShop you want like pretty pretty quickly i mean it's it's really because, nice you know this is the thing that nintendo have always been really against is like you know people downloading games before they're announced or released in other countries mm-hmm. i mean people are like downloading you know voez and blaster master in the states and these games have full english support Yes, <laughs> they're playing like English versions. Like they've downloaded it off the Japanese store, like you know, weeks, months before they're supposed to come out in their own country. Uh, country. Right. It's I mean, crazy. I just it's so un Nintendo. Right now it's kind of a right now it's kind of a weird time because most of the people that have got switches are probably a lot of them are probably hardcore Nintendo right. fans that might be willing to do this type of thing. Right. But the, yeah, that, the, that was always my. Um, thing which pissed me off was like the only people that are importing games are super hardcore nerds who are definitely going to be over 18. Yeah. And do you remember when Iwata said, you know, like um, they don't want like people playing like uh, content that's not suitable for their region or something like that? But it's like what child is going to be importing, you know, from Play Asia? <laughs> I think uh, what he was really trying to say is that we want to make sure that well, we don't want to piss off, the, you know, people yeah. that are trying to sell their games in other countries by not getting the profits in whatever country they're trying to get it from. Right. That I mean, does raise questions, though, of that exact like specific to region stuff. Is like say Bravely Default, where that hmm. is has quite a bit of content different between the Japanese and the the English release. Like right. some characters have different costumes to cover them up more in the in the UK ones. Oh, like Xenoblade uh, as well. Their ages are increased, and Xenoblade, same thing. The boob slider is gone. <laughs> so, so, like, so how it, will that work between yeah. regions? That's interesting. Like, if you got your profile set to English, as like your system profile set to English, does it change the boobs? Because it's like it's not the game. It's like the the language is changed to English, so the yeah. the content gets changed to the Western content. Yeah, it, it would probably be dependent on a game-to-game basis. I mean, Ty had even talked about that before, playing stuff on his 360, which isn't a region-free console generally. But it, you know, some companies release games that could be played on whichever region. You know, Capcom in particular. Right. Yeah, and, and Capcom in particular again would be interesting because, like, take Resident Evil Seven or Biohazard Seven that just came out. That. It's like, you know, it's a pretty heavily gory game. But in Japan, since the, the ratings are so much stricter, they released two versions of the game. One mm. that was heavily censored, and the other, the grotesque edition, which is the fully, like, I think mostly uncensored version that everyone else got in the West. Mm. Right. So if a game like that, like in the West, there was no grotesque edition. There was just the base game. So that, how would... There's a head in a fridge, and that gets changed yeah. to a photograph of a man in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like a headless corpse on a on a tray, and then there's like a, in the Japanese one, it's like uh, he's got a head or something like that. Yeah, I can't remember. There's something yeah, stuff like that. Horseman. 
is dead. Uh, it's got a head. So I wonder how stuff like that would work with a more open region like this. It's like, like you said, there's, you don't pick your region, you just pick your language. So Great. Yeah. So maybe language change, changes the version, like, you know, Resident Evil and other games have done on Xbox. You know, like heads don't explode or whatever in the Japan when it's changed to uh, Japanese. Hmm. Who knows? So, Danny, you you're saying what games you got? Zelda Puyo Puyo? Zelda Puyo Puyo, Puyo Puyo Switch and uh, Blaster Master Zero. Okay, that's a download, right? Yeah. Yes. So, um, yeah, Blaster Master a little bit. Like I was saying a little bit earlier, I mean, it's it's a really like kind of old school type of game, and I I had never played any game in that series before and uh i i really enjoyed it i played through the first stage and it's you know part of the time you're you're in a truck and you're kind of going on a side scrolling uh level and you're kind of just exploring a little bit and shooting weird monsters under the earth um but it's cool because then what's that how much was it uh i think it was like a thousand yen one thousand maybe less maybe like wow. 900 or something so like 10 bucks or something probably probably cheaper than that Oh, that's cool. Uh, so it's like NES price on virtual console. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, Which doesn't exist. Yes. On the but what I, what I liked about it too is, you know, you can get out of your vehicle even when you're in that little side-scrolling area and there's a lot mm-hmm. of like little doors or caves and stuff that you go in. And as soon right. as you go into like one of these caves, it, it, it readjusts the camera so it's more focusing on your character. It's kind of like a top-down isometric view and it's kind of like a, a little uh, shooter. Right. You're going through just like that, well, it sounds exactly like the NES one. I've I've yeah. I've fooled around with the NES version a bit, yeah, um, a long time ago. So, okay, th- does this have like any kind of virtual console style options, like you know, save states and things like that, or is it just just like a game? It's just like a game. <laughs> just like, like th- this is this is I don't know about other. I haven't. I mean, like I said, these these four are the only games I have, and this is the only one that I have that does this, but. In Blaster Master Zero, there is in the options menu in the game itself, you can switch to Japanese or English if you want, whichever you want to do. Oh, cool. Um, so you can have an English system profile, but Japanese language. If you wanted to. I mean, doesn't really make much of a difference from what I could tell, aside from just, you know, literally changing the language. But, yeah, um, but, oh, God, so many region options. I'm freaking out, man. It's, dude, I mean, I, I'm constantly surprised, like in a good way. <laughs> it's weird because, I mean, ugh. Yes. <laughs> and faithful listeners, until you do live in a country like Japan where everything is in a different language, you don't know how good this is. This yeah. is like incredible. And it's weird. I mean, it, you know, I've been here for a while. My Japanese is okay. Uh, you know, reading is not as okay as speaking, but you know, it's going to get you, a lot worse now because everything's yeah. going to be in English. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but yeah, I mean, you, you, you keep playing these games in Japanese for years and then you kind of get used to it. And then this happens and you're like, Oh, shit <laughs> it's wasting my time yeah it's like man i could i could read this a hell of a lot faster than i can in japanese Sweet. actually um uh fan of a uh, fan of the show no a friend of the show uh cheesemeister 3000 uh he said that you know he's been in japan for a long time and he's he's never actually played like a first party game in english because like um well maybe since he lived in japan yeah, and so like it's, it's like a decade's worth of you know first party titles that Nintendo first party titles that he's only played in Japanese, you know, every Zelda game, every Mario game, whatever. Yeah. And you know, um, now he's playing Zelda in English. This is like the first time he's seen the the treehouse, you know, Nintendo treehouses like work, you know. So it must be kind of interesting for people like that, you know. Maybe Matt Walker as well, you know. I think he I mean, plays a lot of games in Japanese, like Zelda games. 
right? I'm in the same boat. I mean, I'm okay. I own all of the Zelda games on Wii U, aside from Breath of the Wild. I haven't played any of them. Uh, <laughs> but but I mean, you know, for 3DS, I had I had Ocarina and I had Majora's Mask. I've had I've had a couple of other uh, mainline Zelda releases in Japanese, but this is the first time I played like a brand new Zelda game in English in probably ten years, probably since Twilight Princess came out. I always try and avoid it. I mean, I, I the only Zelda games I played in Japanese are the the DS ones, the Spirit Tracks and the Phantom Hourglass. Mm-hmm. Like, I've, I've I've like on purposefully I've you know like I got an American Wii and I got a European Wii U, so I've always been able to play the English ones. Right. I just don't like playing Zeldas in, in Japanese. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I totally get it. I just did it mainly out of convenience because I mean. Sending money home every month adds up, especially if you just want to buy one thing <laughs> and not pay bills. Right. Um, so it's just kind of a thing of convenience. And uh, one kind of nice thing, I think since the DS era, like the Japanese Zelda games, I'm pretty sure of this, they they add in the uh, Furigana option, like basically how you can read kanji if you fanatic, suck. Uh, fanatic help for yeah. reading kanji. So like it's uh, mainly for kids but or foreigners well, you, that... You said you haven't actually bought anything from the U.S. store yet, right? Not yet. I so like, you don't know about like credit cards and stuff because I think so, maybe that's something you need to find out maybe for next episode. <laughs> this I've heard a couple of people, and I can't confirm because I can't remember who I read it. But if you want to buy stuff from the American store, you need an American credit card. But like, like, like I said, like in a couple of episodes ago, like I had an American Wii, and I just put in like a bullshit address, and I just got past that. It was okay, just like, so maybe it is yeah. fine. I, like, I if the credit card's a Visa, it's just like just your, your credit card number and whatever security code, and then they need a, a postcode, and you just put in whatever. Hmm. You put in like Nintendo of America's postal code, and you know. Yeah, I used to use the White House when I worked at Amazon. I had to like <laughs> make a bunch of fake addresses to uh, to help customer accounts. So I used the White House as my American account, and I used like Big Ben <laughs> as my UK account. <laughs> Nice. Good call. Yeah, I mean, I haven't tried it yet. I was. It's one thing that you could do because you you have the option to merge your My Nintendo account and like all this stuff and basically mix it, make it so that your whatever money you have oh, on right, your yeah. 3ds and Wii U, all of yeah, that can be money. yeah, all into one. So I mean, with, with the 3ds and Wii U being able to take cards from other countries, you still could to, you know top it off if if it is impossible to. Um, you know, add like let's say for example, money to a North American account with a Japanese card. If it is impossible to do that on your Switch, you can still do that on your Wii U and 3DS and use that money. I'm I'm not going to have any problems anyway. I've got a British credit card and I got a Japanese credit card, so right, right, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, there's always ways around these. You can buy Nintendo points cards online or whatever. Hey, there you go. Right. Or give money to me and I'll buy them for you. Yes. Two hundred percent markup. <laughs> More than fair. So, you know, speaking of Zelda, I mean, that, uh, that's probably the game that I've, I've been playing the most of. Spoilers. Yeah, no, I'm not going to give any spoilers. I'm... No, that's a spoiler. Yeah, I've been playing it. Just a side note, on this like, crazy spoilers thing that, Nintendo, <laughs> that Zelda has at the moment, I have never seen this much like, interest in a Zelda game purely on a spoilers front. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. When, uh, when Skyward Sword came out, like, fucking no one cared about spoiling that game. Right. As far as I can tell. 
But this game is like you, you post a screenshot of anywhere outside the Great Plateau and you're likely to find like severed heads in your post box the next day. Yeah. People are I, like yeah, muted him, yeah, blocked him, reported him for spam, you know, he's he's dead to me now. Yeah, that's that was kind of pointing fun at those kind of people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get it because I don't want things spoiled for me too. But I mean, if I see something, it's not the end of the world. <laughs> but I, I, yeah, I refrain from doing any uploads of screens because people might get pissed off, and I, I don't know. I just don't want to piss anybody off. I guess. Yeah, like I, I am trying to remain spoiler free until I get it in like three months. But mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not going nuts over this. It's like I'm just not clicking any pictures that I see. Yeah, or just if you see some, oh, God, that looks like Zelda, scroll past as fast as I can. Um, um, you know, I have two buddies of mine here in that I kind of work with that uh, they ended up getting Zelda. One of them got it on the Wii U, and the other friend, he got a Switch and stuff too. But um, one of the most fun things is basically kind of like the grade school level of sharing information. Like, instead of going to Twitter or something like that, I'd rather just talk to my friends and just be like, hey, dude, have you seen this or can you tell me any, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. That's, it's just kind of brings it back to right. probably what it would have been like in the NES days where it's like, Hey, you're just talking with your friends about, Oh man, Hey, I jumped off that mountain and I didn't okay. die. It's start like, a, start a Twitter group chat. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's a really cool thing about this as a, you know, and you could do this like locally. You don't only have to do this on Twitter because maybe some of your real life friends have the game, you know, do you have real life friends? It's, you know, I have to pay them money every month, but I consider okay. them my real friends. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I guess it's the, the lack of Miiverse, I guess, because, um, I mean, I'm assuming Switch would, would technically be able to load up Miiverse, you know, in less than three minutes, <laughs> um, unlike the Wii U. I but, do. like, apparently people playing the Wii U version of Breath of the Wild are, you know, posting stuff on Miiverse and, you know, and sharing tips and stuff on there. Mm. But, you know, Switch owners... Ironically, their Miiverse is Twitter. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I am still sad the Miiverse is going away. That was a badly implemented great idea. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, how how much have you played Zelda at this point? Um, jeez. Did you set up I, your uh, parental app so you could I count did, the hours? I did set it up, but it's not as it's not as detailed as like the the activity log on the Wii U or the 3DS. Like you can't. Oh click on specific games at least right now and see how many hours you played it just shows like this day you played these three games and this is the amount of time you played all like today on your switch okay uh, make sure you only play one game a day yeah and that's i've, I've kind of been doing that <laughs> but like the today is bomberman day well i remember when i first opened up the switch and got everything set up i was like oh shit where's that parental app parental controls app and i couldn't find it and then oh yeah yeah if you search for like nintendo you know, parental app. It doesn't come up, does it? It doesn't come up at all. I had to go into this into the switch and basically do something with parental controls. And it's like, hey, follow this you know, QR code and you can download the thing. And I, I followed it. I was like, what right. the? This shouldn't have been, like, I should have just been able to do a simple search on the app store and find this thing. This well, even worse, I went to like Mitomo and, uh -huh. I, and I searched for like other apps by Nintendo and it didn't come up. I know, I did that too. <laughs> it didn't make any sense. Who the hell made this thing? <laughs> And then you, when you look at it, it's like the creator is exactly Nintendo. It's like Nintendo made this app. Maybe Mitomo is the same creator. Or something. Doesn't work. Mental. Yeah. But no, I have that set up. And yes, I think 
oh, Jesus Christ, probably somewhere between 10 to 15 hours, maybe, maybe 10 to 20 hours. <laughs> what, what time does your switch turn off? Because, you know, you have to set it, right? Parental controls. Uh, yes, it, it turns yeah. off at uh, it turns off at eight thirty. So <laughs> by that time, I'm already in bed. So. <laughs> can, you, can you give me the password for yours, and I'll, I'll help you uh, set it up? Oh, yeah, that that actually be very helpful, Dad. Thanks. <laughs> to send a message, right? A we know you've got issues with playing too many games. I do, yeah. <laughs> and never finishing them. Um, oh man, the trolling possibilities would be amazing. Yes, I don't think I'm gonna share that with you guys. Uh, <laughs> no, but. Just to Zelda, I mean, uh, I don't want to get in, like like we said in previous episodes and stuff, I don't want to get to spoiler territory or anything like that, but just right. overall, just the, there's so much to do in the game. It's like, I, is I, it I, overwhelming? Is it like, um, what's that game? You know, like Xenoblade where, you know, there's like just so many things to do. By choice. I don't think it's quite like that because there's still you can still follow main quest stuff and do that pretty clearly if you want to. And you could feel like you're making some kind of progress, but it's easy to, let's say you go to a village or something and some, I don't think you're going to specifics, but just like say villages. Yeah. (laughs) villages. I think think that's known, but like, you know, somebody says, Hey, I'm looking for something. Can you help me? Spoilers. There are people asking you to look for things. (laughs) And then you, asshole you know, you help them out and stuff. And then you're like, oh shit, that was like, a, you know, that took like an hour. <laughs> and um, actually, um, uh, Jonesy from uh, Radio Free Nintendo on Twitter, he's been saying how he does get vibes of uh, Xenoblade, which uh, yeah, he's a huge fan of. So probably yeah. in the next episode of RFN, they're going to talk about that. Yeah. But that kind of scares me because, you know, that's not really a game that I'm, I mean, Danny, you, uh, you actually completed Xenoblade Chronicles yes. X, right, on the Wii U? Yes, I did. Uh, good luck to you. So this, Thanks. You're, you're saying this is not, it doesn't remind you of it at all, or slightly, or what? Maybe slightly. I mean... Because it is inter- basically the same engine, and yeah. <laughs> isn't it? Right, Monolith helped out with the engine and stuff. But, I mean, yeah, maybe just in terms of just the size, but I think the way you interact with things, it's completely different than in, like, Xenoblade. It's actually more fun. Kind of. I mean, Xenoblade's an, an RPG, so it's like, in those type of RPGs, to me, at least if Xenoblade type of stuff, there's not a lot of stuff that you're interacting with that isn't stuff that you're like, oh, okay, I, I'm able to interact with this because it looks like a button or something, you know? <laughs> but like Zelda, it's like, okay, here's an apple, and here, here's something, this is... Here's a pineapple. If you'll say this is a spoiler, I, I don't here's think it is. But, okay, I had like an apple. I made Link hold in his hand. And then, like my horse, yeah, my my horse just ate it right out of his hand. (laughs) And then, like, and then another time too, like I knocked down some apples off a tree, and my horse was right by, and he just like chomped one of them up. You asshole! I was going to take that. But so you killed it, killed the horse, and cooked it. Yes. (laughs) My apples one way or the other. Yeah, I've actually hit the horse with an axe before. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Uh, I, I've been seeing Sunday stories of people like accidentally setting animals on fire, and then you know trying to get trying to put the fire out on the animal, but accidentally climbing onto the animal, then like riding through a forest and setting the forest on fire. <laughs> <laughs> so. I mean, that's you cannot do that type of stuff in Xenoblade. There's just not that type of interactivity. Well, I don't think you can do that in any game, Danny. I'm just yeah. gonna say that. <laughs> 
it doesn't have a physics engine, does it, in Xenoblade? It's, isn't it more no. like static, the world? Yeah, I mean, the jumps, Jesus Christ. And the way they kind of <laughs> made an excuse for this weird kind of floaty, really high jump in Xenoblade Chronicles yes. X. They're like, yeah, it's the gravity of this planet. I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's like that Xbox game, you know, the, the kind of open world Xbox game that they're making a sequel to. Fable. Uh, no, no. <laughs> like you go around a world and a city and you, you can jump like massively. Oh, high. Crackdown? Crackdown, yeah. It's, like, oh. it's kind of like that, isn't it? This ridiculous jumps. But I'm assuming Zelda's not like that. No. Actually, his jump is... Zelda Zelda can jump. Um, Yeah, Link's jump is really weak. It's really short. Yeah, well, they've got all that other abilities you get throughout the game that kind of augment that a bit, I guess. Yeah, so it's not about him, like, you know, dunking on, like, Shaq or something. It's (laughs) No, that's good, though. I like that. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. So with Tyna on the show, you know, I'll push my glasses up and go like, oh, so what about the frame rate? The derp, the derp. Oh, no, that, that can be a bit of an issue sometimes. Um, it can. I've, I've ran into some slowdown. It, usually if there's like a lot of stuff going on uh, on the screen, like grass blowing around, trees blowing around, stuff blowing up or something. Mm-hmm. And um, yesterday I ran into something really weird. Uh, I was like climbing up a mountain and I think maybe I had the game sitting in sleep mode and then I just pulled it out of the dock and um, I just started playing again. And as I, was, as I was climbing up this mountain, I heard like this really loud, like windy sound type of thing. I was like, oh, it's because the mountain. I was like, Jesus, that's really loud. And I had like headphones in. My wife's like, you have Mexican food again? <laughs> yes. No, but my wife was like, what, what is that noise? I'm like, oh, it's the game. Like, how you can hear that? She's like, yeah. And then I put my hand over the top of the switch where there's like a fan. And it was like just blowing air out of there like crazy. I don't know why, but you know, I think overheated in the dark. Yeah, maybe it was just in a really processor-heavy time, and it was trying to switch over to the lower resolution or something. But I wasn't even playing it on the TV. I just put it in there just to charge it while I was like, oh "Oh." right, okay, yeah. I've heard that people like when it gets quite low, the battery percentage, and then you dock it. It doesn't actually, and you, and you continue playing. It doesn't really charge that quickly if you're like playing while it's trying to charge. Hmm. It's not as like as fast as you would expect, you know. You, you, you really have to kind of just turn it off. Yeah, and to let I mean, in this case, it like it, it was not low. It was probably in like the eighties or maybe even seventies. It wasn't low at all. I would just I, maybe I had to go do something. Maybe it was getting a drink of water. I, I really don't remember. Oh, there was a little cool thing I read. Um, I probably should have said it on the last episode before the switch actually came out, but like um, if the battery for the system is like l- less than 10%, but the Joy-Cons are fully charged, hmm. the, jo- the Joy-Cons will actually transfer battery power to the system. Hmm. And That's will, awesome. And actually, yeah, you can actually get like a little bit of extra juice. Um, That's uh, before. bizarre, but really kind of interesting. Yeah, because you got two batteries, right? You got two extra batteries attached to another big battery, so basically, yeah. <laughs> One thing yeah. I've seen about this game that I was pretty disappointed is the like between the Wii U and the Switch. You were talking one of your friends has the Wii U version, right? Is uh, that the gamepad is completely useless in the Wii U? Yeah, it's it was kind of a weird thing, isn't it? Because like they've kind of got the worst of both worlds in one sense because like it started off as a Wii U game and it was obviously optimized uh, for Wii U and then yeah. very near the end of development it switched to N- NX and then you know IE Switch so 
they had i mean there's been some interviews actually hopefully people have read them about where the the producers actually talking about how they had to remove all the wii u kind of features like the touchscreen stuff um yeah which is super super sad yeah but when when they took it out they said well it, it was a bit kind of fiddly anyway and it was like and people weren't really using it um so it, it wasn't really much of a loss but like mm -hmm. i don't see why they couldn't have kept you know the touchscreen in when it's uh, in portable mode yeah or um, even just like like all of the wii u zelda games like uh wind waker hd and twilight princess hd they just mm -hmm. have like your inventory on the bottom screen even Ocarina 3D, I think, has that. Yeah, and like it basically so. it takes everything off of the screen, parts, all that stuff, it's, just to kind of make it cleaner. But to be honest, though, I think with the Wii U version, it's kind of like, man, like what was it, one of those like 3DS games where it was like using so much of the 3DS's power, like the bottom screen didn't do anything? Like, wasn't it oh, like a... Oh, on outputting power? It was just like... Yeah, for, it was, maybe it was a Final Fantasy game or hmm, yeah, Final Fantasy Explorers or something like that. That could be a genuine reason. I would hope that is the reason, rather than they didn't want the Wii U to have exclusive features, the NX didn't. Yeah, but basically they are they are exactly the same game. So like they just didn't want to have anything different whatsoever. They are literally the same games. They just run the Wii U's killer app, <laughs> superior version. Yeah, like right. there have been three DS games where like Miiverse didn't work and stuff like that, right? Because it just it was just oh yeah, like Smash Brothers, yeah. Like you can't use Miiverse on Smash Brothers if you've got an old uh, 3DS, right? It just—it was just too much memory. So it's—it's kind of like this is the the Wii U swan song. It—it it is pushing the Wii U to its limits. It's—it's like it's kind of amazing. It's like considering this is like um, you know PS3, Xbox 360 era technology, and it and it looks you know as good, almost as good as it does on the Switch. It's kind of amazing that it, there is a Wii U version, right? And I mean, so, just with the with the art direction too. I mean, even though that, yeah, this is essentially like a a, a last gen title, I guess technologically right. speaking, um, it's still just because of that art style, it just looks freaking gorgeous. Yeah, like, well, that's that's the Nintendo magic. Is yeah, you know, they know what their ceiling is, and they're just like, let's make the good look as the game as good as it can for what we have, and it looks better than most other systems games. Yeah, like my mother in law stopped by. Not to play Switch or anything. It's for <laughs> something completely. <laughs> yeah, so, but I was playing Zelda at the time when she came over. I felt kind of bad, then I eventually turned it off. But like, as I was playing, it's like, oh, it looks like you're like an anime or something. I was like, yeah, and it, it really does. I mean, if you're, nice. I mean, she's she's not a gamer, you know. And it, for people like that that see that, it, that's what it kind of this looks like, like a you know some kind of a an anime or something. You know? I mean, if you want to get old technical nitty-gritty i mean digital foundry uh you know famous for doing these kind of side-by-side -side comparisons of different versions of games they've done a couple of switch ones already like there's a zelda one uh obviously wii u versus switch and they've done a dragon quest heroes one um switch versus ps4 versus vita uh, so <laughs> doesn't seem fair <laughs> with, with that one it's kind of like uh switch is obviously not as good as a ps4 like a lot of scaling back but it's like way better than the Vita. So it's like, you know, it's kind of somewhere in the middle, you know, but they, they argued that maybe the resolution was too high for the, the Switch and they should have like, you know, maybe scaled back on the resolution and maybe improved the frame rate a bit because the frame rate is apparently terrible. Actually, you know, I that was a demo that's available exclusively in Japanese on the Japanese right. eShop and I downloaded it. Mm -hmm. And um, 
well, the odd thing was too, it didn't say it was saying it didn't take up any space on my internal memory, which I don't think is true, but <laughs> that's what it said. Okay. But um, no, from playing, I played for maybe about 30, 45 minutes, something like that. And yeah, man, the, the frame rate's bad. I realized that I, I don't have that much of an attachment to Dragon Quest. So like instead of like in Hyrule Warriors side, like, you know, you're fighting like all sorts of, you know, cool, like bad guys. And it's like an army of stuff. Right. Yeah. And in this, it's like you're fighting some like a few slimes that are running around and a few other <laughs> monsters and then maybe a boss, like maybe a stronger type of monster. It's just not the same. <laughs> and the frame yeah, rates. And even shit. like you said, the attachment, I think, is really important for those Musou games that like I have no interest in playing the Dragon Quest heroes because it doesn't have Zelda characters. That's the only reason I played Zelda Musou, is because I get to kill people with all my favorite Zelda guys. Right. Wow, so no one is going to be playing the Fire Emblem one then. Jesus. Well, that, that app is going crazy strong, and I've got very dedicated like Fire Emblem shippers on my Twitter feed. Are you still playing Fire Emblem Heroes? No, I deleted that thing. Oh, okay. I, I beat the story mode, well, all they have out right now, and I was like, okay, cool. Haven't played it since. That was like the day before the Switch came out. Um, yeah, like it's fine, but it's just like I'm not interested in keeping going. Um, what friends have you added to your Switch then so far? Did you? How did you add them? Was it via? You can't actually add them via Twitter, can you? You can only you do can. it via the Nintendo apps. So yeah, you can do them from fr- people that you're friends with, and all the recently released Nintendo. Well, it, I'm only having people show. Well, I don't have very many friends in fucking Fire Emblem. That's why. Fire Emblem, like. For me, Mario Rund and, and Mitomo. Okay. Um, you can use your friend code and and share with people. And the weird thing is you can't search by user ID, the new yeah. user ID that they made you make. That might be a thing that they're gonna add into the hope so. the <laughs> online server. That yeah. I mean I, I, I would say they are definitely future proofing themselves and a lot of this stuff will come. Yes. You know you can use a USB keyboard and switch? Really? Straight up, yep, plug it in. Yeah, which is cool. Huh. So if you want to enter those Francos quickly. (laughs) It's also a touchscreen, you know. The the weird thing is, like, Mario Run and, well, yeah, all the Nintendo apps, you can add Twitter friends and Facebook friends. Mm -hmm. And then from then, (laughs) if you link them, you can then add them on on the Switch. You can then add friends that you added to those apps. So it's kind of like you can add them via Twitter, but it's like you need an app in the middle <laughs> to kind of yeah. piggyback that. Well, it's like that weird thing that if you log into the Switch with your Facebook account, you can browse Facebook on the Switch, but there's no browser, so you can't do anything else. Yeah, I mean, we were kind of talking about this the last episode, right? Like, uh, there. I mean, when you're logging into different things, there there is like a browser, like a like a system based type of browser that you can't right. just access out of nowhere. Which I didn't know that you cool. could actually. Screw around on Facebook, yeah. though. The whole of Facebook is there, right? And you can watch, like, videos on it and stuff, right? Hmm. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. I'm I sure. think that's what I saw. I think yeah, I, saw I, I only saw, like, admittedly, I, I've been on, like, a digital detox this week, so I have seen very little, like, Switch news at all. I'm trying to piece together, like, little bits and bobs all over the place. Hmm. So, yeah, so all of Most all of what you're saying is news to me. Hmm. Yeah, it's all in there. So um, you haven't actually tweeted out any pictures, Danny? I did tweet out a picture from, uh, um, what the hell, Blaster Master Zero. I think it was like a title screen or something. I don't even remember. It wasn't anything significant. but so How did it work then? So you the sh- just 
capturing pictures are super easy. You just press a button and that that's it. The picture's mm -hmm. saved on, in the album on your system. And then after you have your Twitter account or Facebook account linked, then you go into the album and then you select a picture and then you can share it. And before you share it, you can also edit it. You can add text. I haven't done that, but you can do that. And then from there, you upload it. And that's it. So um, you can't just like uh, do it. Can you, can you switch to the, the album while the game is still running? Yeah, you can at any time when the game's going, kind of like 3DS and uh, Wii U, right? You can just press the home button and you'll just be back on the home menu. And you can do all of the system level stuff without the application closing. Okay, cool. So, so then it's it's all quick, very quick to go back. Yeah, very very quick. Nice. Very quick. Um, because I mean, the Wii U is is not that. I mean, the the web, when the web browser loads up, it's like I don't know, maybe ten fifteen seconds. Right. And then you know, select an image, post it, maybe another ten fifteen seconds. Yeah. But it's faster than that. <laughs> yeah, and you know, one thing that I kind of hope that they add, because especially something I I really started to like doing lately is you know if you're putting up pictures not just putting up one putting up multiple pictures oh and, you can't do that so you can't yeah, select right, three yeah right now on like mobile devices you can do what four pictures and even yep. like on the pc version too um, yeah and it's really cool and i used to the way i used to do that from 3ds games or wii u is i would say you know take a picture upload it to meverse in my uh photo album or whatever the hell they call it and then later I'd come back and just download them from whatever device I'm using, put them on my de device, then upload it to Twitter. Kind of fucking stupid, but still. <laughs> Can you just use the SD card? Or, or uh, if you're on the new 3DS, it's a bit of a No, thing. because you can't take screenshots of like every game. If you want to take screenshots, you can only do that like through Miiverse. Right. Gotcha. So, I mean, on the it's it's stupid, dude. I don't know. Right. It doesn't have the browser like screenshot tool on the 3DS, does it? It does. I think it only works for like two games or something like that. I don't even remember. But anyway, but, with the Switch, it's not like that. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it, maybe it's possible with the online thing when they start talking more about that. Maybe it's going to be a thing where you can access those pictures from wherever, which would be really freaking nice because otherwise they're just sitting on your uh, Switch and the only way you could do it is just tweet them out one at a time or post them one at a time on Facebook. Uh, so, is it? Oh, it's Twitter and Facebook, is it? Yeah, okay. right now. No, Mixie. <laughs> God, Mixie. <laughs> that's a Japanese uh, social networking service. Oh, boy. That's, that's, yeah, that's like MySpace level. Or oh, Line. Line. It needs Line support, doesn't it? <laughs> In Japan, it does. It could. I mean, just to share with your friends. It's not. Anyway. <laughs> Nintendo's got an official Line account. They do. And that's how I get calendars and there you stuff. Go. And then I print them out and put them on my desk. <laughs> that new Skullgirls mobile game is coming out. It's like sponsored by Line or produced by Line or something. Whoa, that's weird. <laughs> yep. It's like the first U.S. game or something that's published by Line Corporation. It's an that's odd weird. choice because usually they're they're doing like weird puzzle games and stuff, you know. When like, the Miiverse, for, uh, sorry, not Miiverse, Miitomo uh, came out like almost a year ago now. Um, in the initial press release, they said, you know, you can you can add friends from Twitter, Facebook, or Line, and that was in like the North American press release. <laughs> right. I have I'd... some friends in America that use Line, and they have never been to Japan. What's um, wrong with these people? I, I'm asking the same thing. It's like, why are you using Line, dude? Yeah, like 
my uh, when when my girlfriend she lived in America for two years, we just used Line to communicate almost exclusively. Yeah, it's a good application. I like it. I thought most people use Facebook Messenger in the West for that kind of stuff. I do, yeah. but in, anyways, um, anyway, one other game. Well, the other only other game that I have that I've been playing a little bit of too, aside from one to Switch, which I haven't even played yet. More on that later. Um, I also got Puyo, Puyo Puyo Tetris. That was something that my wife was also interested in, but I just bought it because I wanted it for myself too. But um, tabletop mode must be good. Yeah, well, we we had it docked, and then we were just playing, you know, with the uh, little controllers. And um, turns out my wife is really good at like Puyo Puyo type of games, and I really really suck. Yeah, Puyo Puyo. <laughs> yeah, you have to actually be good at puzzle games to do that. Yeah, like, Tetris. Tetris. Anyone's good at that. But it's like Tetris. It, it you know you can kind of yeah. strategically place your pieces and then try to get like the Tetris. You know. Yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. I mean, anyone can do that. Five year old could do that. But the Puyo Puyo. That's like <laughs> that's like chess. You have to think like five moves ahead and like stack stuff in a certain certain way, right? I mean, it's the same type of thing as Tetris, but I mean, the pieces will like break off and stuff. You know. Yeah. And no, I just no. couldn't. I mean, I could wrap my head around it, but I just wasn't used to it, you know. So it, there's my some kind of crashes me in all of those games too. I don't know. She just has a knack for them that I was not born with. Is it? Um, there was a who makes Puyo Puyo Tetris? Who publishes? Sega it? publishes it. I think Sega are hosting like regular question mark street live streams of like um, celebrities question mark <laughs> playing uh, these games <laughs> <laughs> in teams. Okay. Uh, I've I've seen like not like watched the whole thing, but like I've you know glanced through a couple of them. Uh, like they seem to be quite good. Maybe they were programmers mixed with celebrities? Mm. Question mark. That seems <laughs> hilariously unbalanced. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of interesting. Like you play a bit of Puyo Puyo and then you, then it switches over and you played a bit of Tetris, right? Yeah, yeah this game is in arcades here. Like you go into game centers, you can play Puyo Puyo Tetris. Yeah, I mean it's it's out on. Like almost every modern day system right now, Is including this game Switch. Card only, like it's not download, right? No, well, I think you can do a download version of it as well in Japan. I think that that rule is only for like outside of Japan. Oh, I okay, think. Okay, yeah, but I remember Seren going into some kind of interesting uh, background on that. Ty was also mentioning that I think on the last episode, but um, like the, the Tetris rights different in every country, whatever. Yeah. But I guess, you know, as for the game, like right off the right from the main menu, you can just choose. I mean, you can go into like the menu portion of the game, or you can just choose Puyo Puyo or Tetris on like one of the sides okay. and just get so into you just a quick play game. Tetris, you can. Yeah, so that's cool. But if you want to do multiplayer, you got to go into the main menu and then go to multiplayer and then you choose your stuff from there. Um, it's all in English as well? No, this is one of the games that's only in Japanese right now. It's probably a licensing thing too. Right. Uh, this doesn't come out in America, I think, until either later this month or later in April. I, I really don't remember which. So it would be interesting if that suddenly changed to English, like when that came, comes out, like if a patch or whatever comes out. It, it's, Will it's you possible. be able to switch between them? Yeah, I wonder, is that how they're going to handle this stuff? Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. And um, right now, I think this is another one of the games that there's actually a free demo out on. So if you okay. out there have a Japanese... My Nintendo account that's hooked up to your Switch, you can try it out if you want to for free. It's all in Japanese, so it might be a little bit confusing. But oh, there's actually a guide on NintendoWorldReport.com. There's a right. guide of how to create a different region um, My Nintendo account. 
Yeah, Don Ontario put that together. If you're interested in doing that, definitely check that stuff out because it'll get you set up to what you need to do. So, it's not hard. It, it's not. It really isn't. So, it's, I think it's actually easier than like an iTunes account. <laughs> it probably <laughs> iTunes, is. Cause... iTunes is a bit weird with certain countries. You have to credit card and shit. Yeah, with the credit card. Or cards. fake it or something. It's weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I played a little bit of that with my wife. We were doing, first we played, I think we played just like a Tetris versus type of mode. And then we did like the, it was like Puyo Puyo and Tetris mixed together. So sometimes there's Tetris pieces coming out. You got to match them up. Then at some other times it changes, you know, back and forth between the two sets of uh, puzzles. So you got to <laughs> try to match all that stuff in, even though it's getting all mixed up and stuff. So it's, nice. it's interesting. It's, it's fun. Um, yeah. That's a full price game. <laughs> yeah. And again, too, like I said, this is one of those things that uh, it was relatively cheap at the shop where I bought it at, like 4,400 yen, probably like 45 bucks, roughly. Um, probably less with the exchange rate right now. But um, Right. Um, I think I'd, I haven't seen any reviews for that in particular. But, yeah, um, because it's, yeah, it's not out in the West yet. Bumman R is getting kind of middling to low scores. Um, for various, <laughs> various yeah, reasons. Yeah, I've heard the story mode in particular is kind of lackluster. Good fun yeah. with friends in yeah. general seems to be the the synopsis, but like a poor single player game. And also online is a little bit broken as well currently. So and you can't play co-op online either. Yeah, God. Okay. I don't know. I'm still. I still want to try it out. Um, Maybe the price will just keep tanking, or maybe I'll just like bite the bullet. I don't know because I I really want to get don't do a, it. I really want to get a a case, b, a pro controller, or oh you don't have that yet okay I don't and I when I spent you know my ungodly amount of money on the switch and all that shit that I bought, um I did get some points at the store that I went to so I have like whoo whoop de fucking do I spent like you know five hundred bucks and now I have. $15 a store credit. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well spent. Um, that's how these stores work. But so I can get like a case for free, basically. Or, you know, 1500 yen off of a off of a pro. So, I mean, you would have had to spend that money anyway. So getting free credit back doesn't seem like a bad deal to me. Oh, I know. I just like to bitch about things. I have, have, no have you got, <laughs> Danny, have you got a screen protector? You know, funny, funnily enough, I got one for free with the system from that shop. I really just don't like those things or anything that takes away from like well, the feel of the system. You might have to rethink that uh, rule of yours because um, reports are coming in that the dock scratches the screen. Oh, I saw a message from Cyrus. <laughs> I, I know. I don't know. It, yeah, it's, it's a genuine problem. So like, it's a plastic screen, right? It's not a glass screen, but like apparently the dock, I mean, the dock, there's nothing wrong with, I mean, maybe there is something wrong with the dock, but like it's, it slides in easily. It's easy to get in and out, but just like maybe the certain angle that people tend to put it in at, it's like, I don't know. I don't know how they tested it at Nintendo because like a normal human being as they put it in naturally, it tends to scratch the bottom left or bottom right corner of the screen because mm. it's a very snug fit. So you're seeing all these kind of like handmade um, kind of like uh, like people are putting like padding inside it. Mm. Like this literally like sellotaping cotton inside it. <laughs> and things like that. Wow. So you don't want to do that. 
no, I, I'll just take my chances. I, if it happens, it happens. And then, oh, this is another fun story. Oh, if it gets scratched or whatever, I'll send it in to Nintendo to repair. But um, funny story with that is I sent out like a service request for my 3DS. That's like my D-pad is like fucked up here in Japan. And um, I sent out a service request two times and still haven't got any responses. <laughs> and the second time I made sure I was like with my wife is like, I did all this right, right? She's like, yeah, it seems like it's okay. So I was like, okay. <laughs> so Gaijin detected. Yeah, so, well, she did um, it this time, too, and that was, like, like a month ago. Haven't heard the weird thing was, it, it, um, like, almost as soon as that story dropped about the, the screen getting scratched, it, Nintendo recalled all the docks that were being sold on the Nintendo's uh, online store because mm. they, they were selling, like, docks on their own and docks yeah. uh, with, you know, adapters and HDMI cables. Mm. Uh, so, like, like, dock on its own was, like, 60 bucks instead of 90 Oh, oh. What? But but then they stopped it because it was the dock without the power cord, without the HDMI. Oh, okay. It was ju- literally just the dock, you know. So oh. I don't know who would want to buy that. <laughs> Somebody who's broken their dock. But like they stopped that. So I'm I have a feeling that we could get a dock 2.0. Yeah, I'm I'm quite happy that I'm not getting a launch switch at this point. And, and that's along with the left um, Joy-Con problem, that's which we haven't talked about yet. Next. Yeah. yeah, and I mean... Have you had that problem, Danny? Um, just, just before I say anything about that, obviously, you know, anytime you're getting a system or anything like that at launch, you might be encountering problems like this. Beta and, testing. Yes. <laughs> and, well, with, you know, with the left Joy-Con, yeah, I've had issues, uh, especially Jeez. when using, you know, using the grip. I haven't really... I mean, it's used mainly that issues with Zelda, right? Um, so, are you sitting far away from the TV? Not that far. I mean, you're in a far. Japanese uh, house. It's not that <laughs> a Japanese house. That it's not that big of a room. I mean, you know, there's probably not much more than a so meter, meter and a half. People have dis, dis, uh, dismantled the Joy Cons, and they found that the right, the reason why it's only the left one is is so weird. Like, apparently the um, the, the little box that the signal box or whatever that with the Bluetooth in on the right side one is is like kind of open. It's like on the side. It's like easily can broadcast the you know the, the signal. But like with the left one, it's kind of like on the circuit board or like under something. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, kind like of like the, the, the antenna is blocked from your TV yeah. by this box. That's hmm. right. So people are like soldering the the Bluetooth adapter to another part. It's like still inside the Joy-Con. But like just to a different part of the Joy-Con, and it solves it. So like I do, I do think we might actually have a left Joy-Con uh, 2.0 as well eventually. Yeah, I don't it's think one they... of those like soft launches where they don't actually tell you they've upgraded the, the mechanic, the system. Exactly, because <laughs> that'd just be like, hey, we failed. <laughs> I mean, because we get people wanting the money back, or like, like, well, I want a new left Joy-Con, please, and that that is going to cost them, you know, millions of dollars. So. Yeah, right. this just seems like a bizarre oversight. If it was just a general failure thing, I'm like, yeah, they built it wrong. That's fine. Like, I understand it went wrong, but then. To have this apparently ridiculously simple fix, where <laughs> like, you yeah. just like you t- take a piece off and solder it like five centimeters to the left, and it works better. It's like how how did this happen? Or <laughs> like, that's right. If if Johnny Nerdlocker is like fixing it himself, <laughs> it's like how is Nintendo? Did, did Nintendo not notice this? You know. 
where they li literally just testing them right next to the the dock, you know, three centimeters away from it. And like seen... Nintendo were famous for their obsessiveness with making sure things work. Yeah, like when you play, of the time. Like 3ds, I've dropped my 3ds down a stairs multiple times. <laughs> Jesus, clumsy. <laughs> And it's fine. Like, it's it's perfect. Like, it's indestructible, that thing. Well, the right trigger is broken now, but that's fine. Like, <laughs> but, uh, but like you know, and that, that's the famous 3DS test is, like, they, they refused to sell it until it could be dropped repeatedly from, like, the average user's, like, height. And yeah, even I, the I, I, um, break and all that stuff. And then I the Joy-Con releases with this weird defect. I dropped my GameCube off a 30-story building six times, and it still works. 30-story <laughs> building? Yeah, I'm just clumsy, clumsy person. Or something. Fair enough. <laughs> like, then, I'm yeah. honestly not sure if you're joking or not, because <laughs> got like that, that handle that doubles as like a crash barrier on the back. Right. <laughs> my, my friend lived in the opposite uh, building, so we used to like tie a cable from one <laughs> building to the other and like just wire it down. But sometimes the wire snapped. <laughs> that was the one part Nintendo didn't really test that much. Yeah, yeah. I was picturing like a zip line. Like... Your friend just missing catching it and just smashing it into a wall. <laughs> no, it was fine. Okay, like, <laughs> I'm just. I'm not saying it was broken. I just like calling across the opposite apartments. Like, can I borrow your GameCube? And just like fuck it across the street. Just, <laughs> just throw it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Open your window a bit more. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, so yeah, the screen scratching and the left Joy-Con. And then the pixel, uh, dead pixels. Are you getting any dead pixels, Danny? None of that. And I've been okay. playing quite a bit on the uh, this in handheld mode too. That's okay. that's something I'm willing to give Nintendo some slack on. Like, that shit just happens. Happen. Yeah. <laughs> Nintendo UK for some reason just said like, yeah, that happens. It's not a problem. Uh, Nintendo of America or Japan haven't said anything, but yeah, <laughs> but like it's like, what else can you do? So like the, these things. Like producing screens like this, and they've got a single dead pixel. That has literally happened since the start of LCD screens or LED yes. screens, whatever. Yep. So, Danny, how does it fit? How does Zelda look? I mean, I'm 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 just assuming Zelda is obviously the best looking game you own at the moment. So, yeah. like, how does it look on the portable screen? Is it like, um, what? How can you compare it? Is it like amazing? Really, nothing I could compare it to. I mean, I haven't played very many graphically intensive Vita games. Um, you you played, yeah, <laughs> I do. Jeez. Um, it's yeah, it's 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 really something else. I mean, kind of hard to put into words. It looks obviously it looks a hell of a lot better than the Wii U screen does, just in terms of you know resolution and stuff like that. But um, <laughs> no, it's really sharp, really really good. Like you you can see the the, the games from like all sorts of different angles. Really good like nice. viewing angles on it. Um, yeah, man. I mean it. It looks freaking fantastic on that. Well, thing. like an iPad Mini, like a, a Retina. Do you have a Retina Mini? Uh, no, I don't have a Mini, but I have a Retina. You know, Retina. So devices. like, so something along those lines, like very bright, very clear. Yes. Colorful. Okay. Oh yeah, for sure. Nice. Um, in terms of like battery life, it's obviously not that great. <laughs> you know, with Zelda. <laughs> right. Um, I think I went through like a two-hour play session or something, maybe something like that, and it ate the battery down to like maybe like 35% from being full. But yeah. There've been some tests uh, Zelda. I think it was two hours 40. Okay. Uh, till, till it died. Mm -hmm. So a bit less than the three hours <laughs> Nintendo kind of promised with Zelda, but you know, whatever. Yeah. That's fine. I get it. I mean, it's a graphically intensive game and like, 
I did take it, take the switch with me the day after I bought it because I had to go to the doctor to get some medicine for uh, allergies and stuff. And I, I didn't take it out there. I thought about it, but that was like the first day, you know, the first day after I bought it, I was like, I am actually taking this thing out into the wild. And <laughs> you open the front door, drop it immediately. <laughs> well, <laughs> Down a flight of stairs, been there, done that, it happens. I was afraid of that, so I just kind of left it in my bag, but, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, you are kind of like hyper, uh, like, you know, uh, careful with those kind of things, are you? Dude, I'm, yeah. You barely, you barely use your phone. You never bring your iPhone out with you, do you? you well, <laughs> I used to, I, I, okay, the thing about me and like my phones, I don't like putting cases like on my phone that wrap around them. Um, okay. But I've had issues where like one time I was going to put my iPhone 5 into my suit pocket on the inside. I just missed my pocket and it just <laughs> fell onto concrete. You're an idiot. But it didn't, it didn't crack the screen. That was really weird. <laughs> But I would say like 70 to 80% of my students have cracked screens on their phones. You know, I've had an iPhone. Seriously, it's mental. I've had an iPhone since 2009. I've never cracked a screen. Today might be the day, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's come to I, a point I now. I don't have protectors on my screen, but this phone I have now, I did have a protector on. And I went to like a festival and I was messing around the playground and it fell out of my pocket and someone like, just like ran over and stamped on it accidentally. <laughs> I'm sure it on purpose. <laughs> yeah, accidentally. I have an air quotes here, but um, it like totally demolished the screen. Ooh. But it happened to be the one time I had a protector on, so my phone was fine. Huh. But it's like, yeah, get a protector, please, for our consciousness. What I'll do oh, is, I mean, I'll, just like what I what I do with my phone. I, right now, I just have like this mesh case that I have for it. I'll probably just get some cheap case that way if i drop it like even, i've still i've dropped this phone inside of this case and it's it's fine in this 100 yen shitty case that the zippers fucked up on a sock case. it's basically it's <laughs> kind of like a sock that's gonna fit a japanese person's foot right um, it's funny um uh friends of the show you know a4 play mark mcdonald and john ricciardi they were on the giant Bombcast uh like the last episode or two two episodes ago because they're in america for GDC or something, and they were saying how the the thing that surprised them about the Switch is that this is the first console like system ever where even before they'd even bought it, they're already thinking about which, which accessories they're going to buy. Hmm. Like you know, I need a case, I need a screen cover, you know, I need a stand, I need this, I need, you know, there's so many things to buy with the Switch. It's not like you can just even though you do get a lot of stuff in the box, you get like a dock and everything, and two in essence two controllers or almost kind of three controllers, um, but you still need more. <laughs> right. It's kind of crazy, right? Yeah. Like for me, I would definitely need all of those things. I wouldn't go out the house without a screen cover and a case. Well, hey, I have a screen cover that I'm not going to use, so one of you guys can okay. have it. <laughs> first come, first serve. Bring that, bring that to my uh, party uh, next week. Remind me. You can, and, uh, you can leave uh, one, two switch at home, though. I think I'm gonna bring that. <laughs> one, one thing I saw about, like, I know we're ragging on One Two Switch a lot, but I saw one cute article and it's being pushed around a lot. Of uh, this, it's like a, I don't know, wife and husband, I think, but like one of them in the relationship is blind and the other is not. Mm -hmm. And they said like One Two Switch is the first time they've been able to play a game together. Hmm. Oh, or, like equally, yeah. Yeah, because they don't need to look at the screen; it's all like HD Rumble stuff. So they've been able to play like versus mode in this game because it's, you know, there's no screen required. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That's a pretty cool touch. That so is like, cool. That's cool. 
Um, I still think like One Two Switch should be a pack-in title, but it's cool to see there is goodness Absolutely. coming out of a weird game like that. Cyrus, you just gave me an idea for a, a blind drinking game. <laughs> <laughs> Drink till you go blind. Yeah. Yes. Oh, not well. Okay, sure. I was gonna say put a blindfold on, but yeah. So apparently, it's like she said. I think I read the same article, Cyrus. Like, yeah, it was like only like four or five games were, that he couldn't play. But yeah. That's, that's pretty. I mean, this is a twenty-eight. I think this is 28 mini games for $50, 28 games for $50. Uh, Danny, well done. Thank you. Get my money's worth. So that's quite yeah, a like, lot. I can imagine stuff like the, the catch the katana in your hands mini game not working. Oh. But <laughs> Yeah, that might be a little difficult. Well, no, because, you know. You can hear, I guess. Real, I real samurais, they, wouldn't, they, they would be blindfolded anyway, wouldn't they? How many people from America are real samurai? <laughs> I don't know. You do the math. <laughs> other things i saw from the switch that i'm really interested in is the joy cons can be paired to pc you can use them on pcs and android phones <laughs> yeah and android phones like what the heck that's so random but yeah. uh so like i saw one one posted on my twitter feed he's like he's he's drawing with a computer tablet on pc and so he's right-handed and he's drawing with the right hand and his left hand he's got the joy con and he set up like uh, the analog stick will rotate his canvas and zoom in and out. And oh. all the base buttons are like undo or go forward. And trigger is like, you know, it just he uses the Joy-Con like a second mouse, which is hmm. kind of cool. So I'm curious to see what people do with those really tech-heavy little pieces of machine that can be paired easily to PC now. And the Switch Pro controller also works like natively with the PC and Mac. <laughs> So yeah, you can play games with that. So the, I think they're obviously going for like full on, you know, like we want you to use, well, we all, we want indie developers to make games for this. And, you know, we're going to make it as easy for people to use these accessories and make games for it as possible, which is cool. Mm -hmm. Which is kind of like, you know, it reminds me more of a 360 kind of, you know, mindset where it's very open. Right. Oh. So yeah, that's good. Yeah, and oh, the, I guess since the last episode, the indie showcase uh, direct right. happened. Like, oh, yeah. like a shit ton of games got announced, and surprising amount of like exclusive or timed exclusive or exclusive indie games, mm -hmm. and not just like ones that you've never heard of, but like big ones like um, the Runner Three is right. going to be Switch exclusive. Yeah, that's a Switch. That used to be like a Sony exclusive series of games, wasn't it? No, well, no, no, no. The Runner big One, games, or was it always multi-platform? Well, it was on Wii initially. Like, oh, okay, well, I just remember my friend had a PS3, and that's the one he always played it on. But it's BitTrip, right? BitTrip. Yeah. Yeah, and they Runner were was a part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's uh, SteamWorld Dig Two, which is right. very exciting. That looks really good as well. Yeah. And a bunch of other games that, if I had a list in front of me, I'd be able to tell you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. Like Ukulele, there's Bloodstains, all those yeah. ones. Oh, Bloodstains yeah. just been. Well, it has, actually hasn't been announced. It was kind of stealth, accidentally announced. Yeah, that seems to happen <laughs> a lot. And Stardew Valley that gets like online or multiplayer support or something. What's the? It's like one of these farming yeah, games, yeah, yeah. like the yeah, first like player. Yeah. Right. On, yeah, it looks, yeah, looks multiplayer. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. So, what are you guys most excited about out of that whole group of games? Like maybe just one game. Well, SteamWorld um, Dig Two looks amazing. Okay. Probably. There's, there's, Oh yeah, There's, what yeah, was that one like? Death, death. Uh, oh, with the girl. 
like you can it's like, uh, it's like ghost trick you can like flip the world around from like the the world of the dead and the world of the living and you can right. like help people and stuff very ghost trick yeah i don't know that one yes it was in the it was in the i remember that i forgot the name but yeah um i don't know games i'm looking forward to would be red out that uh like it's fast M, uh, fast rmx and f-zero it's like crazy fast it was a pc mm. game or like it's pc exclusive so i think this is like a console exclusive mm-hmm. or coming to switch alongside the other consoles or something but it's a beautiful looking game and it is crazy fast like mm. this is this is good stuff if the switch just becomes a home for f-zero games i'd be a happy man <laughs> yeah i mean at, at the nindy showcase that's when i first saw the stuff about uh blaster master zero and then i i bought it because it looked cool but i mean other than that i mean I'm typically not into like a lot of indie stuff, but uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, no. obviously, ukulele looks really, really cool. Like more advanced looking, and just like with stuff that they have going on in the game, it looks like there's more to do than what I thought would be possible for a game like this. Right. I do worry that it's almost too faithful to Banjo Kazooie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of stuff to collect. <laughs> That could be a problem. Um, and speaking of ukulele, Shovel Knight is in that game, and Shovel Knight's coming to indie. Oh, right. Is it like Shovel Knight, Spectre of Torment? That like the that's already out, isn't it? It's, it's out, baby. It's out, and that's that's on the Switch list. I am so god, I'm excited to get that game. That's yeah. Switch exclusive for now, right? Yeah, it's coming to the rest, but uh, like I cannot sing Shovel Knight's praises enough. That is such a game. Yeah, even and though. Even though I bought Shovel Knight last year on 3DS, it was really cool being able to play in 3D. I like that. But it'd be great to be able to play it in HD. And I haven't played the second update oh. thing. And I obviously haven't played the newest one, too. So I'm thinking about just going in, because it's not out in Japan right now, like the new the new version. Any of this stuff is not on the Japanese eShop. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I, that's the game I'm strongly considering picking up, like the, tra, what do they call it, the, the three-pack thingy. Uh, Treasure so Troll. That's, a, that's already out on Switch, right? Yes. So it's, it's Switch exclusive because it's not on the Wii U. I actually tried to update my Shovel Knight, and it's I don't I don't get it yet. Uh, yeah, I think that's right. So it's not it's not Nintendo exclusive. It's Switch, Switch. exclusive, <laughs> which is a yeah, it's a shame. But you know, whatever. Yeah, I'll play it like, whenever it comes out. See that? Do you see the new thing they announced for it, where it's like the the gender swap mode or the body swap mode, where <laughs> It's like you, play, you play a shovel knight in the game, but they're gonna have like female bodied shovel knight, and you can, and all of the bosses will have female and male body types. And <laughs> nice. there's like a, there's like a toggle switch you can switch for all of the bosses and characters in the game. You huh. can just so you could have uh, like king knight becomes queen knight, and <laughs> like and like they're full like re they reanimated all the bosses and all the characters, huh. and uh, and you can even like assign them. Like you can pick which pronoun they are referred to in game for anyone who's like on the gender spectrum. So you can have a female-bodied shovel knight who's referred to as a he, or queen knight can be referred to as a he. Like, and you pick all of these individually in a menu. Wow! So, it's like, <laughs> like this. What are they? Uh, yacht, yacht games or yacht something? Yacht club. Yacht games. club. Like, God, they go above and beyond for everything. Crazy! How much? Yeah, that's nuts. I could imagine. You know, I could understand it if you want to put something like that in there and then not do anything else. That's fine. But then, like you know, putting additional animations and stuff that that's that's going all in, man. Yeah. <laughs> they don't do things by halves. 
these are all like free updates because they were paid for by the Kickstarter. Like, oh, I've just yeah, I've just reminded you just reminded me of something. Um, uh, Shakedown Hawaii. Oh, so right. like, yeah. I've had this kind of <laughs> you know what the original game was um, Retro City Rampage. Right. Do you remember that? Like, it took so long to come out on Wii, and then it was like by the time it'd come out on Wii, like in uh, the region that I had. It was like the Wii U was already like coming out, and I was like, "Oh, I'll wait for it to come out on Wii U," but they never did. <laughs> they never made a Wii U version. It was just like it was locked to Wii kind of thing. Right. So I've like always just like just missed out on it for whatever reason. And I think it did come out on on the 3DS, but it never came out in the Japanese region. Oh, of course. Not. I couldn't get it on in Japan either. So finally, this is going to be a Switch exclusive or like a uh, timed exclusive. Mm-hmm. Take down Hawaii. Looks looks really cool. Yeah, it does. Really, um, really nice art. Really poppy. So, Flipping Death was the game I was thinking about. Ah, right. Flipping okay. Death. Yeah, it's really cool art style. Like yeah. beautiful kind of hand drawn look to it. Um, and a uh, few of the games that stood out to me. Oh, Overcooked, which is like, is that like a VR game? Overcooked. No. no, this this is like a really hard co-op game where you you run a kitchen. Yeah. And, For some reason, I thought it was like a VR game, but I, I, so the down, I think. yes, the, the the oh no 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 it's the uh, shit, <laughs> Sumper, <laughs> Sumper. Have you heard of Sumper? No. Nope. That's the, it's the a, rhythm game. That's the VR yeah. one, isn't it? It's like a yeah. So it it can be played in VR. It's like a super difficult like um, rhythm action game. But they call it rhythm violence. They call it, it's like because it just like attacks your eyeballs or whatever. That's coming to Switch. And yeah, it's in... like really intense visuals that like sync to the music, so it's like yeah. hard to figure out what you're even looking at. <laughs> right. I think maybe Danny would like that. Maybe. Um, maybe. Um, oh, and Rhyme. Or oh, is it Rhyme or Rive? There's there's two games. There's <laughs> there's Rhyme and Rive, but the one that there was actually a demo for it on Wii U after E3, maybe two E3s ago. Yeah, it was like Greg a was talking about that on Radio for Nintendo. I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I talked about it as yeah. I downloaded like all ten of those like E3 demos. I tried them all out, and I really like this one. It's kind of like a um, like a platform game, but it's like a, a twin stick shooter as well. Hmm. So you're kind of like jumping and hovering, but like shooting in all directions as well. Hmm. Um, that's I think that's been switched over to Switch now. That was going to be a, a, yeah, and same for Bloodstained as well. That's probably going to be, you know, we used to switch now. Um, yeah, basically everything that was coming out on uh, Wii U is now on Switch, basically. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So yeah, lots of indie games. Yeah. So. Which which they really... need is it very. It's important to kind of fill out the you know, the list, the release lists. Oh, absolutely, and I've only got like four games coming out this year. So, yeah, and it seems like they're yeah they're 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 trying to kind of space out their big releases, and what better way to do it with stuff like this? And even if you can't get commitments or stuff that bigger companies like third party companies, especially Japanese ones, just aren't willing or able to talk about right now, mm-hmm. let these indie guys take the show, take the take the showcase. You know, I mean, obviously Japan, it's just right now that. What you, what's out now is what's available and you really don't know what else is coming for the future. Yeah, You know, I mean, we are the Japan podcast, so we should say this, but like, it, it seems a shame that the rules that Nintendo and like NCL have 
on the Wii U and the 3DS about like you know publishing in Japan. Mm. It seemed to be the same with Switch, which is a really big disappointment. Um, I mean, obviously now it's region free, so Japanese yeah. people can you know make an American account and download all these games. But that's you know that's kind of asking a bit too much, isn't it? It's like oh, free. you can play all these games, but you know, <laughs> but do these twenty steps to make a US account, and <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, it's a fringe case, but I mean, it's the same with people that want to play Japanese games. Um, I mean, personally, I'm going to be telling all of my students, like, look, you know, you should play these games and this is how you can do it right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. On your Switch. You don't need to buy it. You don't need to mod your system. You don't need to do anything. It'll, you know, you can do this tonight. You know, that's going to be yeah. cool. Yeah. But it's a shame that, like, NCL didn't get their shit together and that stupid friggin' racist laws that they have. It's like, oh, you have to have an office in Japan and you have to have a Japanese publisher or whatever. I mean, you know, Most Japanese rules. bureaucracy, it's, it, any, for, for change to come about in Japan, it takes a really, really long time. Yeah. Um, Which is why Shovel Knight is published by Nintendo. And it came out just last summer <laughs> after the original release. But yeah. So wow, that was <laughs> a lot of switch talk there. That's for sure. We don't have any time to talk about games we've been playing, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, let's go ahead and skip that for today. Okay. Well, that's. Pretty much going to do it for this show, but before we go, we kind of have a, a, a special announcement about Famicast 100. Um, right now, we are shooting for Sunday, March 26th. Uh, that would be in the evening for us. So if you're in North America or Europe, I believe that's maybe in the morning and afternoon. James, can you, James Cyrus, can you confirm? Is, yes. Okay, thank you. Um, <laughs> what well, do you mean like nine o'clock in Japan? I don't know the specific time yet. Probably, probably somewhere between nine and ten o'clock start here. Or that would be like midday in in Europe, and then it'd be like early morning in America. But there's no way that we can accommodate every region. And <laughs> even Nintendo can't do that. You know, the the, the Splatoon test fire. Those are crazy times. Yeah, crazy times. But if you want to join us for the show at some point, I don't know exactly when we're going to put a slot for this in the show, maybe a little bit towards the end. Um, but if you would like to join us on the show, please get a hold of us on Twitter uh, at the Famicast and we can make this happen. And uh, so far, Tyrion from Twitter, uh, Luca, he's got a hold of us and he's probably, I hope, <laughs> going to be able to join us. That would be great. And um, yeah, if any, any of the other guys out there would like to join, just maybe even say something, you know, cuss me out or whatever. And that's totally yeah, fine. Definitely do that. Yes, please. So <laughs> I'm going to even ask some of my students to call in just for that reason. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Right. There it is. So maybe even Ty could call in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only saying all these things. One, two, switch. Cause he's not... up. <laughs> I know he's not going to listen to this show cause he only listens to episodes that he's on. That's true. Which is obviously, yeah, not going to listen to this one. Yes. All right. <laughs> oh, there was some really trolly thing I was going to say about the Xbox, and I totally forgot what it is now. Oh, you should just tweet it. Oh, tweet it out from the Famicast uh, did, Twitter. Did you know that the the, the, the Xbox actually outsold the Wii U for the first time last week? <laughs> uh, it, it was it was incredibly close. It was like 
454 uh, exponents and like 450 we use. <laughs> it was like literally a single digit difference. Congratulations, Xbox. You beat a dead console. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Sweet. Good job. Cool. Well, on that note, I think we're going to go ahead and close out the show. Again, if you want to get a hold of us at the Famicast, you can do that on our Twitter, like I just said, at the Famicast. You can also send us an email, famicast at nintendoworldreport.com. Um, yeah, you should do that if you're not going to be able to make it to the live show, you know. Yes. Send, send some messages for the, yeah. the last ever episode of the Famicast. Absolutely. And if you want to follow me, Danny Bivens, you can follow me at Danny Biv on Twitter. No Zs, no Ts. Uh, James. No Ts, no Ts. Wow. <laughs> yes. What a life. <laughs> um, yeah, at Family Complicated, thank you for your continued understanding. Yes. And Cyrus. You can catch me at Celsi. Cool. All right. Well, we'll catch you guys for episode 100. We forgot to give our ties. Um, Twitter account, which is he at CompuServe. Well, that's true. at CompuServe underscore Thai Sugar. <laughs> I think that's what it is. I think so. All right. Well, now that Thai's out of out of the way too, I guess you know, literally and figuratively, um, we're going to go ahead and sign off. So, catch you guys next time. <laughs> <laughs>